This episode of the New Hampshire Business Show is sponsored by Everlasting Capital. If you're a small business and you need money in a bank and won't give it to you, Everlasting Capital is here to help. In as quickly as a couple of days, you can have the funding your business needs for new equipment or anything else you can need the capital for. So submit your application today and see how they can help you out. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the New Hampshire Business Show. My name is Chris Pastrana, and today we're here with J.D. Gorgano of Curious Frog Designs. How's it going? What's going on, Chris? I am doing fantastic. How are you doing with uh, pandemic life? <laughs> uh, <laughs> next question, please. <laughs> no, it, it's okay. Uh, I've, been, I've, been, I've been working from home um, since about March 12th. So it's, I, I enjoy working from home. I don't have problems with it. Uh, it's just that leaving the house has never been so stressful. Yeah. Well, as we're getting to the end of it, hopefully. And, uh, hopefully. We will see what happens from then, you know, day at a time. <laughs> so let's get this going. Uh, tell me about yourself sure. and Curious Frog. Sure. So my name is J.D. Gargano, as you mentioned. I started Curious Frog probably about 2009 or 10. Uh, it was right as I was getting out of college. I was in design school uh, in New York, where it's where I'm originally from, actually. Mm-hmm. And we had to do a portfolio. We had to put our portfolio together, the work that we've done. And I've always just, I've had this affinity with, with frogs for as long as I can remember. I love them. <laughs> they're, they're great. I have a little, little frog trinkets all over the place here. Uh, so I, I named my business Curious Frog. And from that day forward, it's just been an evolving journey um, from where I started back when I was in School of Visual Arts doing motion graphics to where I am today, where I do a lot of uh, assignments and, and, and brand projects and strategy projects for, uh, businesses. That's pretty cool. Cause I've seen, I've seen a lot of people use, you know, the animals they like in their marketing, mm. never a frog. I haven't come across that one yet. So yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. So let's talk about what you do. Um, like you said, you work sure. on a lot of marketing, a lot of that type of stuff, branding, all that. Um, what's kind of your yeah. avenue? So, the, the stuff that I mainly focus on is, is if you, if you want to kind of sum up what Curious Frog is, um, I guess the best way to sum that up is just it's a purpose-driven design agency uh, that allows the sometimes glanced over underdogs or the challenger brands to strategically grow uh, their audience. And, and the way I do that is by running discovery sessions or brand strategy sessions, if you will. And what that really does is we just do a really deep dive into um, the company's primary, secondary, and, and most importantly, their, their growth customers. And we do that with like a one or two day session. And leaving that meeting, the client has a really good path forward to really see a, a, an amazing return on investment and reach an audience that, that they wanted to and maybe haven't been able to do so. Okay, uh, so let's jump back a little bit. And what is purpose-driven design? So a lot of the so if you think about the word purpose-driven, right? So when you, as as somebody in my profession, where I come from, my background is is, is just strictly a designer. I did not mm-hmm. go to business school. I did not learn about sales or marketing or anything like that. I literally learned how to use the programs, right? And that's all well and good. If you want to continue down that avenue where you, where you just make designs 
there is an, is a massive field and market for that, right? Because a lot of people need designs and a lot of people need good, uh, pretty images or logos and stuff like that. Yeah. But I'm, I'm reminded of a quote that, um, that, that Jeffrey Zeldman, who is a, he's a web designer and he's a speaker. Um, he's actually the first artist, like a designer, to uh, be in the South by Southwest Hall of Fame. Uh, but he had said that content precedes design, right? Because the absence of content, it's not design, it's just decoration. So if you don't have that message or if you don't have the content behind what it is that you're designing, it's, it's not going to get you anywhere. A logo is just a logo unless it actually has a meaning behind it. The, the, and that meaning comes from the, the brand or the business that you have. So what I try to do is I f- help find the purpose for your brand, your company, your service, whatever it is, so that moving forward, everything that's designed or that comes after it is done with a purpose. Done. <laughs> is that long-winded? That's the long-winded answer to it, but. Well, no, I was going to say that's, that was very practiced. That's good. <laughs> you know, you'd be surprised how many people I have on the show and I'm just like, tell me who you are. And they're like, hi, I'm JD. Cool. I, 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 <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I hope that I don't have that happen with, on, with this call with you today. No, no, it'll be fine. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so I think one of the biggest things I usually run into when I talk to anyone about marketing, because I don't do marketing anymore. I'm tired of working with people. I have no idea what they're doing. Um, <laughs> it's almost run into this issue where they're like, yeah, this is my target market. This is what they want, right? And I'm like, you are way off. No idea what your actual target market is. Is that something? How did they? How did they come to that conclusion, though? Yeah. Did you ask? Did you ask them why do you think that this is your target market? Well, at the, at the time, we would work through stuff like that, but I don't do that stuff anymore. Okay. So it's like, no, 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 I'm good, I'm good. <laughs> so let's. Uh, so oh, by the way, I, I have some people who do that. Let's uh, let, let let's uh, let's send them send them my way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cool. So, uh, so let's get into the design work itself. Like I was saying, yeah, so sure. What does that process look like? Cause I know every company needs something different. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. sometimes like I said, they don't even know what they need. They're just like, this is my product. That's true. What do I do? Well, uh, and a lot of times they come to me and they say, I need a website. And I said, that's great. Why do you need a website? Right. That's the first question is why? Yeah. Why do you need a website? Why do you need a logo? Well, because, you know, uh, so-and-so has a logo and they do really well. Okay, but again, why do you think you need a logo? Like, have you thought about your back channel? Have you thought about growing your market, your audience? Do you know who your audience is? Like, there's a lot of things that come before all of that. So before any design is done, you, you could certainly come to me and, and, and say, I need a website, I need a logo, I, I, I need a social media carousels or plan or whatever the case may be. I could certainly help you with that. Absolutely. It's, you know, design work is what I've been doing forever. But again, it would be just decoration unless we really dive into the why. It's what you need to know is the why. So the process for me typically looks something like this. So when I get on a call with you, um, I'll usually do like a free 45 minute to an hour consultation. And we just kind of do like a 30,000 view um, like an overview of, of who your audience is or who you think your, your audience is. And we kind of just scratch the surface at, at, at what that looks like or what that, what's called a user persona, what those people look like. And very quickly, people realize that, oh, to your point, 
my target audience isn't really who I thought my target audience was. It's just, it's what I thought it was. Right. Yeah. Um, and then from there, we usually wind up doing what's, what's called a discovery session. It's like I said, it's usually a two day session and we dive deep and we get so granular. Uh, you, you think about like, you, you really try to put yourself in the shoes of, of who your audience is, everything down to what they read, what they wear, where they shop, um, you know, what, what, what do they drive? What's their demographics, their psychographics? And we put this giant map together of these people. And when you start to understand who the audience is, then, and only then, can you really start targeting that audience. You can start to speak to them in a way that they'll understand and relate. You will start to speak about the things that really care to them, that, that really matter to them and that they care about. And so that comes, all of that stuff comes first. And at the very end of that, we start going into a little bit of you know, brand messaging. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about your elevator pitch or your manifesto. And then from there, one of two things will happen. One, they, will, they have somebody in mind that they want to do the design work, where they have, whether they have an in-house agency or whether they have a designer that they've worked with. And I will put this whole package together very neatly and nicely and hand it off to them and then they'll go to their designer. Sometimes they'll have me sit in and kind of just like art direct it or make sure everything's still saying on brand for what we discovered. Yeah. Or they'll hire me to do the work um, that, we've, you know, that we've, we've outlined. But going into that, the expectation is never set that I'm going to do the design work. It's always, I'm going to help you gain clarity and insights like you've never had before. God, that sounded so, I'm not, never mind. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> so it, it, it's funny that you bring that up um, because like I said, I've been on the, I've run a couple of businesses. I've talked to hundreds of business owners at this point and it's amusing how easy it can sound to be like, mm -hmm. yep, sit down. Who's your, who's your client? Who's the one that's going to buy from you? And then when you actually, like you were saying, you actually get into it and you're like, what does it look like? how do they spend their money, all that type of stuff, all the demographics and stuff. It can be very hard to actually nail down an accurate answer um, because you can, you can think it up in a way and be like, yep, this is the person. And then when you actually get the real data, be like, I was completely wrong about who, <laughs> who it yep. was. And then you start to realize that maybe this is why my business is stagnant or this is why I'm not growing or this is why, you know, my, my year over year isn't really growing or it's going up very little or worst case, it's dipping yeah. uh, again because it's not, you are, you're just doing the same thing over and over again and you're not really putting that focus and effort that you should be into the people that you should be marketing to, or even the people who you might not even know about that you, that, that that's what your growth audience is. This is where we're going to grow. When you identify who that growth audience is, then you will start to see significant increase in, in your service, your product or business, whatever the case may be. Yeah. And I, I like to use Facebook as an example. I know you don't like Facebook that much, but yeah, <laughs> but the, um, in the beginning it was like the cool thing for college kids and then it became everybody. And now if you ask people, Facebook's for the elderly who are sharing their photo albums and, and the cool kids are on like Instagram or TikTok now. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So your target market can change, you know, mm -hmm. so you, it's something you need to adjust and, to, you know, align with quite often. <laughs> yeah. And the messaging is different, right? Yeah. Each one of those platforms, the message, your, your, your LinkedIn, your Instagram, your Facebook, uh, your TikTok, your Snapchat, whatever platform it is that you use, 
that information should not be the same throughout because it is a completely different, different demographic, demographic, different audience, and the way that they speak and the way that they use their platforms are all different. So it will not work across all mediums, which is what I find a lot of the times that businesses do, and they make that critical mistake. Because the way that you speak on Instagram or the images that you show on Instagram, while it can work, say, on LinkedIn, the messaging has to be catered and, 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 and constructed in a way that reaches the professional side of those people that you are, are you're reaching. So it, it varies, it changes, and it's important that you keep that in mind when you're doing these, when you're doing ads or campaigns or anything like that. Or if you're just sending out a message saying, hey, this is who we are. Yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> people who don't know what we're talking about, um, it's a lot of information to throw at them. You know, they're just starting a business. They're like, okay, I wanna do this social media thing. <laughs> Or just whatever, you know, they're trying to get their branding down. They're trying to get all of that digital marketing glory. <laughs> mm-hmm. They have no idea where to start with all this stuff. Um, like you said, why do you want a logo? Yeah. People are like, oh, I just need one. I need a website. Do you? You know, so, and these are good questions for someone like yourself where they can have someone to kind of get those answers. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's the thing. Like people, people don't understand that when they say, I need a, I need a website, right? For example, I, I need a website. Well, well, why do you need a website? Right. And it, it could be something like, um, oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to think of a really, really horrible example, but let's say it's a, let's say it's a pizza parlor, right? I need a website. Okay. Well, why do you need a website? Well, because, you know, we want people to, to know about the, the, the pizza that we have and the different types of pizza we have, and they're going to order, you know, pizza on our website. Okay, well, how long have you been in business? Let's say it's been five years, 10 years, whatever the case may be. How many people come to your site right now? Well, I don't know, like 10, 15 people. Okay, so why are you going to put your money and your effort into building a website right now for those 10 or 15 people, if there are other avenues that that money can be better spent to grow more and see more of that return on investment instead of just spending it on a website. Unless you're gonna do, like right now, for example, there's probably a big need to do a website uh, and to do ordering on a website for a lot of restaurants and businesses. So that yeah. example doesn't really apply here, but the, 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 the thought behind it still applies, right? Mm-hmm. And in, it, it's, the people have this, 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 when they have something stuck in their head, they're going to go, they're going to try to run with it as far as they can. Yeah. And it may be the case that may, that might be the answer, but we need to find out for sure. If you are right, we have to find out if you're right first before we can proceed. Yeah. That's, that's, that's where, that's where you're going to get your answers from. It could be the right answer, but let's just check. Right. Yeah. You're fact checking it. You're, I said you're you have to go down that road because I've seen restaurants that do very well. They don't have websites at all. Mm-hmm. They just use their Facebook page. Hundred percent. You know, absolutely. And, yep. And then I see some that their websites are set up so that you know you can order. You know, mm-hmm. there's a purpose to it. You know, mm-hmm. just having a website for the sake of having one is kind of almost a waste of money. Mm-hmm. You know, having one that does something is a little bit better. And then again, broad scheme making sure you're increasing traffic to that website to generate more money is better than just having one. So, you know, there's a lot of reasons to do all these things. Again, unless we have that conversation or if you, if you don't have that information, 
and then you're just you're 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 throwing darts at your bullseye. You're trying to hit that bullseye, and you're just going to keep chucking. You're going to hope that something sticks. But look at how much money you, that you're probably going to waste, or time that you're going to waste. And that begs the question: What do you value more? Do you value your time more or your money more? That's the decision that you have to make. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get back onto the business a little bit. So you do a lot of the design and all that stuff yourself. You say correct. Uh, so in the past, I'd say, oh, I would probably say two years. Um, a lot of the stuff that I've been doing is a lot of the strategic work um, okay. and setting the, the foundations and the groundwork for somebody. Uh, like a lot of the times that I, uh, uh, the businesses that I help, they have like an in-house designer or an in-house yeah. web designer or an in-house agency, or they have an agency that they've used who maybe not do the strategic work. So in that case, I will just do uh, the, the brand strategy session, but I do also the work as well. And that's, you know, everything from motion graphics to print design. Um, you know, just, just recently I, I was, I've been working with a law firm in, in Canada and uh, they came to me about two years ago um, and it's just, it's, it's been evolving and it's just, it's constantly changing. And, and, and they, and the great thing is they keep coming back. And, and even though it's Toronto and I'm here in New Hampshire, um, the fact that I, I, I developed this relationship with them over the past three years, uh, you know, two plus three years, um, it says a lot that they, they, they enjoy working with us and they enjoy the, the experience that they get. And yeah. they enjoy the results that they get. What started out as just an ad that I did once for um, an out of, it was like a digital out of home billboard in Canada. It was a long, they have their, their Metro is a, it's called, I think it's called the light path or something like that. And so I designed an ad for them for the digital out of home signage along those routes in Toronto. And then that snowballed into their 25th anniversary. I, I re redid the logo for the 25th anniversary, um, a lot of website stuff. And now we're going to be working on, a, on redesigning the website. I made business cards for them. They were like these fully functional, their, their icon is like this airplane, this flying airplane. Yeah. So I designed their business cards to be a, um, it's, it was, it's two business cards actually that are, are separated by a perforated edge in the middle. Mm -hmm. And you break them in half. One half is the actual business card with the information for who the law, the, the lawyer is. Yeah. And then the other half is a foldable paper airplane. So they take them to conferences and they have these like really cool business cards that are, you know, multifunctional and they turn into their icon. They're, they're fully functioning, throwable airplanes. Yeah. It's great for, especially for like children and all that stuff. But here, play with this little thing yeah. for now. and. <laughs> Just fun, just something you know different. It's it's something to get people talking about you and remembering yeah. you. It's like, oh yeah, that's right. You're the law firm, the, the technology law firm. You had that paper airplane for a business card, so it, it's it's it was it's a nice little touch. Yeah, definitely. So let's get down. Let's see. I don't want to go about that one. So the creative process itself can be a lot for people. Um, yeah. And like you said, even though sometimes they do a lot of the work themselves, you you still have to get creative and do a lot of thinking. How does that work out for you? Because I know sometimes, like, like right now, we're stuck in our homes. Mm -hmm. Creativity is a little down for a lot of people. <laughs> I just had, literally just had this conversation with my wife. Um, I have, I've been struggling, and I'm sure a lot of people are, and a lot of my friends who are in the industry as well, to, I personally am struggling with 
what do I want to do next? Like what, yeah. like, like I, I, I'm looking at like, Oh, I need to brush up on, you know, uh, on some coding stuff and I want to work on, you know, this project here and I want to do this and I want to read all these books and I want, and it's just like, Oh, now I want to fix the bathroom that needs to be fixed and I need to do it. And so you just, you start to lose your mind because there's, there's too much to process right now uh, by us being fixed at home and not leaving. So there's, there's, I guess there's the pre-COVID-19 creative process and then the post-COVID-19. And I think a lot of us are still trying to figure out what that post-COVID-19 um, creative process is. But, I, I, you know, pre, I don't, I don't even know if I remember anymore. <laughs> I wish I did because I could start to hopefully ground myself and, 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 and find myself again. That's the problem. I, a lot of people, a lot of people who who are who are are dealing with this right now, are are not only are they trying to find themselves, but they're trying to redefine themselves. Right? Yeah. Yep. This is a great time to do that. But where do I start? Yeah, it's amazing. It's only been what four, five weeks, six weeks, no. something like that. And that's like it, that's, all, that's it. Yeah, it's only been what a month. <laughs> you know, that was mid March. They started locking things down. So it's like in such a short amount of time you can have massive changes to your life. Now, I think that's important because, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of people say, oh, we don't have a lot of time to do whatever. And I'm like, it actually doesn't take very long. And we're seeing it now. No. I saw the best, the best quote yesterday. It was on Twitter. I cannot remember who said it. Um, I, I apologize. I wish I knew. But it was something to the effect of uh, something like, in all of, it, it was something like, in, in all of this time, I thought, time management was the reason why I didn't get projects done. Right. Yeah. Basically saying like, Oh, I had all the time in the world to redo my portfolio or to redesign my website. Now that I have all the time, it's still not done. So it's not a time management issue. It's definitely, um, you know, it's definitely a motivation uh, procrastination issue. Yep. yep. There's so always a lot of people are finding that out. Yeah. There's always something to fill that time and it could even be like i said just going on facebook and hitting refresh 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 and if you have enough time you can waste hours doing it yeah. <laughs> i think about the time that i got back from not commuting and um i find that i'm and just i think a lot of people are too you're working more and if, if you're if you're if i'm not spending an hour commuting in the morning and an hour commuting back that was my time to really relax and um kind of just get myself set up for the day. I listen to a lot of podcasts or I listen to a lot of um, educational stuff on the way in and on the way home. And it was a really good time for me to um, reflect and to get creative knowledge. And now I find that what, ha what happens most of the time is I just start working and it sucks. I've got to really, here we are, we're talking about it four weeks later and I still haven't, uh, I still haven't, figured a good figured out a good pattern of of my day yet that's funny so looking forward for uh curious frog what are your goals for everything i know right now it's a little odd because of the pandemic and all that mm -hmm. but what are you looking to accomplish from it moving forward you know or what's your total end goal for the company so the end goal, I don't necessarily think that there's an end goal, right? Because if, because that sounds finite, that sounds like there's, it's something's going to stop after that. So, you know, I'm constantly changing and I'm constantly 
uh, re- like anybody else should be re- redefining and, and really finding out who it is I want to be. And that changes all the time. Um, I think where I'm at right now is a good place. I, I, I've moved out of that just a designer title and, and moved on to something that's, that's more, right? I, I, I help companies realize their goals and not just make pretty things for them. Um, so that was a big transformation for me. And, um, you know, I still want to continue doing that. I still want to learn. I still want to help. And I think the next evolution for me right now is, uh, to, is to help other people and, and expand upon that. So, for example, it's doing things like this. It's, it's coming in and talking with you today and, and, and getting on podcasts. I started doing webinars. I started speaking, doing public, um, public speaking and um, marketing and design conferences and just taking my experience and what I've learned and helping others. And I think that that is going to be another part of my uh, transformation, like the next step of my transformation. Because I think it's important. I think it's important to help and give back. And it's funny because I tried doing that when this whole thing started happening i reached out to a lot of companies yeah like local companies like you know in the area and and i started going through the chamber list and you know started with them first and just reaching out and saying look how can i help you what can i do to help and i think people are so preconditioned to when they hear that when they hear how can i help you they automatically go to what are you selling me or how much it's going to cost. Yeah. And it's terrible. And it's, but I understand it. I, I understand. And I did get a, a, a decent response back to that. And I spoke to several people and, and we, we hopped on calls and we talked and it just helped people. Number one, know that they're not alone. And number two, help them get out of the, even if it's just to help them get out of the funk that they're in right now and kind of put them back on the path that they're supposed to be on. It was super, super helpful to not only myself, but the people that I spoke with, but then there were just some people where it's just like, no, I don't want your help because they think that there's, they're waiting for how much is it going to be? That was not what I was doing. I was legitimately reaching out to say, what can I do to help you? Yeah. Huh, that's interesting. As I said, yeah, people are nervous, they get scared. And again, there's always something in the background that they're like, oh, you want something, you know, mm-hmm. no one does anything for, you know, altruistic reasons or anything. Yep. So, <laughs> And it's I, it couldn't be further from the truth. Uh, you know, I, I literally spent hours on calls with people just to help them. And the, the responses that I got back was, was great because it was, it, it just, it helped them. It helped, even if it was just a therapeutic thing. Yeah. And we just talked about goals. We talked about their business goals and we talked about their personal goals and how to help them get back on track. And that's all I really wanted to do because it helped me to focus what it is that I was trying to do. So I just, I just wish more people, you know, would take advantage of that or, or did take advantage of it and, um, and not think that there was like a hard sell because there wasn't. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been no really problem. good. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So thank you everyone for watching and uh, definitely reach out if you need help with design or you just need to talk to someone about business. <laughs> I'm here. All right. And so everyone be good. Have a good day. Take care. Want more New Hampshire Business Show? Find us at iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and www.nhbusinessshow.com.